Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Peter realizes what discipleship is. He's not the owner of the boat. God is. He's not commanding the boat. God is. And so he's going to obey. Now, what you're going to see in a moment is a huge principle for all disciples. Here it is. God rewards obedience. So I have to be flexible and I have to be what? Teachable. Even though we're told to make disciples of all nations, oftentimes we're not aware of what being a disciple of Christ actually is and what it requires of us. Pastor Mark will be using the story of the miraculous catch of fish to illustrate the process that Peter went through in embracing his position as a disciple of Jesus. He will also be showing how the actions of being a disciple require a mindset that is radically different than the one that we're raised with and encouraged to embrace. May God grant you the grace to humbly follow his instruction and become the disciple of Christ that God wants you to be. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Luke as he continues with his message, Doing Everyday Life with God. Nothing better. Peter will learn later that that statement wasn't really true. And if you're ever going to be really excited to serve God, you have to understand this next statement. I want you to write it down. Here you go. Christ followers... We belong to God. When you came to God, you gave up your rights. He owns you. Your salvation was paid for a price. So he owns us. Now, we belong to God, and everything we have (laughs) belongs to God. Understand, you'll see that later. Psalm 24, 1 says, The earth is Lord's and everything in it, the world, and all who live in it. So everything that you have tonight, including yourself, If you're a Christian, it's God's. My money, my possessions, my talent, my time. All we are are managers, servants, and stewards. Now, many people don't get that. Well, I'm not going to give my money or I'm not going to serve. Well, no, God gifted all of us. We learned that last week. And by the way, many, many of you signed up to help us because we have a need for more volunteers. Well, I will be judged at Judgment Day not as a Christian because I'm already, my sins have been judged, but I'm going to be judged how useful I've been in the kingdom of God. And when we get farther on in Luke, we'll have a whole passage on that. It's amazing. So understand tonight that everything you have, God gave you, and he wants you to use it for you, your own benefit. He loves to bless us, but for the kingdom of God. Now, I want you to turn to your neighbor. Remember what Jesus just said. 
let's move out to the deep. We're going to go fishing. So Peter's already thinking. And I want you to turn to your neighbor and just say this tonight. Here come the excuses. Come on, just say, here come the excuses. Here come the excuses. Oh, Pastor Mark, what are you talking about? Peter says this in verse 5. Master, nice way to start it. We worked hard all night, haven't caught anything. Peter starts with one reason not to obey Jesus. Uh, Jesus, you don't know any of the favorite places. We've been fishing this lake forever. We know the favorite places. We were there last night, nothing. There ain't no fish there. But in his mind, Peter's thinking some more reasons not to obey Jesus. Basically, he's prideful and he's saying, just as I said to you, Jesus, who's the fisherman and who's the preacher? I already know. You're the preacher. I'm the fisherman. And what he means by that is, Jesus, you're going to tell me to go out to this place? I know more than you know. Now, you've never used that with God, have you? Say yes. Yeah, because many times when God's asking you, wait a minute, God, I know me, I know, I couldn't do that, what are you talking about? That's what Peter's saying, I know more than you. Well, as you know, that's not a true statement. What he means by this is the best fishing is when? It's at night in Israel. It's not in the daylight. They just finished the night before, caught nothing, Any fisherman like to announce that when you come in with your boat? Nothing, nothing, not so much. It's a prideful deal. So they come in, and now where where was Peter when Jesus borrowed the boat? Where was he? What was he doing? Washing, come on, come on, you're alive here. He he was washing the nets. How many know that's not an exciting thing to do? Because you not only had to wash the nets, you had to mend the nets. So he's got them kind of out there. They're starting to dry. And what does Jesus say? Throw them nets back in the boat. We're going out again. Say what? See, you have to put yourself in the story. You have to understand what Peter's trying to do here. Now, the Bible is filled with people who make excuses when initially challenged by God to do what they thought was beyond their means or simply didn't make any sense. Abraham, leave my whole family. Moses, Do what? I used to be there. I'm not going back to Egypt. How about Joshua? I'm not Moses. Moses is dead. You want me to lead the people? Gideon, remember? I'm the least of whatever. David, the little guy in the shepherd field. But understand something. Watch what happens. And Simon answered, Master, we worked hard all night, still I'm working, and haven't caught anything. Underline this in your Bible, because this is huge principle. But because you say so, I will let down my nets. Now, whenever you and I obey God, and it looks to other people like we're crazy, you have to ignore them. Can you imagine what the people on the shore are thinking as Peter's roaring out in the deep with his new nets? They're thinking, he's lost it. This is the daytime. What are you doing? So here's what you have to write and put this down tonight. This is huge in your life for every single Christian. Understand this principle. 
We don't have to understand to obey God. See, sometimes it simply doesn't make sense to us. But I'm not God. It didn't make any sense at all to Peter. God is all-knowing. So that means God knows things you and I don't know. Jesus knew where the fish were. Peter doesn't believe that. Because he was there the night before and there were no fish. I have personally discovered through the years that God's ways often are not my way. And they're definitely not my timing. But if I'm going to do what God wants me to do, I have to realize I'm a disciple. I'm a learner under discipline that never stops. I have a boss, Lord, Lord. So look at wisdom. For the Lord grants wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. This is huge as you go through. But because you say so, I'll let down the nets. That is a picture. Now listen. That is a picture of discipleship. Under discipline. I don't agree. I'm not against you, but it doesn't make any sense to me. But because you're my Lord and you command me to do it, I will obey. Do you get it? That's discipline. Now, a carnal Christian, somebody that doesn't want to grow, what are they going to say? Forget it. I'm not interested in that. So there's a huge difference. Now, can I translate what you just heard Peter say to tonight, to right now? We're not on the Sea of Galilee. We're here and we're just in church. Here's what it means. But because the word, the Bible says so, that's how I will live today. Did you get it? Well, that doesn't make... Because the Bible says Jesus is the word of God. That's a huge principle. And that's where we'll discover the blessings of God come. Now, I want to give you something to think about tonight. We're all making decisions all the time in our lives. I have some decisions I'm working through right now. Lots of different things. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night trying to work it through because, you know, with all these people and all these business, it's just exciting. But there's always things God's speaking to me. Let me just say this tonight. If you're here and you're trying to make a decision and you're a little anxious, does anybody here get anxious because you'd like to get the decision over and just move on? Anybody? Yeah, exactly. As I studied this, here's what God said. If God has told you to wait, wait. That's a word for numbers of you. He will tell you when the timing's right. If he's told you, yeah, but Pastor Mark, I don't like that. doesn't matter. You're a disciple. Wait until the time is right. He'll tell you. If you're here and you've been waiting, but God's been saying, go, take a step, Do it. Yeah, but I'm a little fearful. Take a step. God speaks to us exactly like that. So Peter realizes what discipleship is. He's not the owner of the boat. God is. He's not commanding the boat. God is. And so he's going to obey. Now, 
What you're going to see in a moment is a huge principle for all disciples. Here it is. God rewards obedience. So I have to be flexible. And I have to be what? Teachable. Peter is going to learn that, again, God knows more than he knows. So he's going to have to be, as he listens, see, you're, you're not here tonight at our campuses just to hear God give you some, like, cool things out of the Bible. You're here to hear him speak to you. This is a personal thing. Well, all of us. I listen to this all week long as I'm working through and God's speaking to me. So understand tonight, life is incredibly short. And if you're going to do life right, you have to learn to be teachable and flexible. You have to learn to be ready to change. All of us are used to that. We went through a change. Surprised all of us the last few months. It's okay. Be flexible. You're teachable. You're doing great. By the way, you understood that night that I was surprised by Pastor Dean. This is not Pastor Dean's church or TJ's church or my church. This is God's church. So, like, we see up there going, wow. Pastor Mark, this really caught me by surprise. Let's see what we can come up with. No, no. So in your life, it has to be the same with you. Only God knows what to do next in our lives. So be teachable. So Peter listens to Jesus' commands, and he obeys, and he's going to be rewarded for obedience. He heads out into the deep water. Now, you know, Peter, if you've been watching the AD series, uh, it's, it's pretty biblical. It's pretty biblical. It's good. And actually, David Jeremiah is doing a series on it right now. So if you're watching that on Sunday nights, the book of Acts, which Luke also wrote, as Peter's rowing out to the deep water, he's obeying. But what's Peter thinking? Yeah, you already, you laughed. You're exactly right. He's thinking exactly what you and I'd be thinking, isn't he? What in the world? Okay, I'm going to obey. Okay, it's okay. It's okay. God knows. He laughs along with us. Now, um, what is that deep water a picture of? This is also a picture of discipleship. Write this down. Here it is. Deep water in this particular story means loss of my control. Peter's not in control anymore. Is there, some of us are control freaks. I won't ask you to raise your hand. Your wife will raise it for you. Loss of my control, radical obedience, dependence, and submission. As he's heading out to the deep water, He's learning a huge lesson in discipleship. He is going to be one of the original 12 apostles' disciples. Now, look at verse 6. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. Just turn to your neighbor and say this. Where God guides, God provides. Turn to your neighbor and say that. Where God guides, God what? God provides. This isn't separate from us. He provides through who? Us. Well, Pastor Mike, it's like there's five or six really rich people. Can we just get them saved? <laughs> Forget it. You know how it happens? You and I, because everything we own is his, right? So all of a sudden, Peter's understanding something. That when Jesus begins to walk... 
He knows because Jesus took time to pray. He's following God. And he knows where Jesus is going. He's not wasting his time. You're going to see at the end of this whole thing, every one of these stories, Jesus understands those three priorities. God first, let's take care of people, and let's use my time wisely. That's what he's doing. So watch what happens. Peter discovers that doing life with Jesus, nothing better. Let's say it together. Nothing better. There's nothing better. The world would love to know what it is, but they can't get it yet. That's why we're here. When Peter submitted to Jesus' commands, the reward exceeded his wildest expectations. To be honest, it looks like from the commentators that this group of fishermen, you'll see in a moment, had never had a day like that in their whole life. Everything is wrong for it, but God's directing it. I want you to write this down because this is where the excitement comes. Here's where the excitement comes. Nothing better. You have to expect the unexpected. When we follow God, you can expect the unexpected. God just loves to bless us. Now, really, when he blesses us, he gives good gifts to us. He wants us to enjoy those things. But as we stand here tonight and we look at our lives, understand it's not about things. It's about people. It's a thing that you and I have to understand. Look how Paul writes it. Now, all glory to God, God, not us, who is able through his mighty power at work within us. You just see that in the story. Where were the fish the night before? I don't know. They probably told him take a vacation and come on back in the morning here. Uh, His mighty power work with us to accomplish infinitely more than we can ask or think. I shared with you that when we started this church 20 years ago, we had no idea. If you were here at Easter when we saw all those people come, I just broke down and lost it. I don't apologize for that. I'm still humbled. That's God. That's not man. That's not us. That's not the music. That's not the teaching. That's just God. So Peter's going to get this. See, when you follow Jesus, you're going to see in a moment, you have to be humbled. Because it's not about you. God hates the rest. Now watch what happens. So they signaled their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full, they began to sink. Because, look at me, I want you to get this. This is huge. Because Peter obeyed, his obedience affected others. Do you got it? Because of Peter's obedience, he has to ask the others to come and help him. Now we see two boats overflowing. Notice that Peter and Andrew were enjoying God's generosity. Their boat was full. So what did they do? Does Peter get out there and say to to Andrew, take a selfie of me with these fish, baby. No. What does he do? Help! Come on over. See, when God blesses us generously, what do we do? We share it with others. That's what you guys did last week with the mothers that get abused. Way to go. That's just what it is. We're generous. You guys are generous. Now, here's what I want you to write down. When you see this statement, you'll understand the reason Jesus is teaching Peter. Our obedience influences others. It gives people an opportunity 
Okay, if they can do it, I can do it. I can trust God. And it makes God look good. Now, at the end of this, Peter's not going to look good. Andrew's not going to look good. James and John aren't going to look good. Who's going to look good? God. In all of our lives, in, in everything, fish wasn't the deal. It's great. Nice to have fish. But it wasn't about, it's the lessons learned. So when you see this, it's not about us looking good, it's God looking good. Now, what happens? Verse 8. When Simon Peter saw the other boat come, now both boats are sinking. (laughs) What does he do? He fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. Now, what does that mean? What dawns on Peter? You're in a boat. The boat is, you've never seen a catch of fish like this in your life. Melbourne, listen up. Here comes your friends. Their boat's full. What does Peter recognize? Who's in the boat? God is in the boat. No man could do this. Now, you say, well, Pastor Mark, what what does he do? He falls on his knees and he says, what? Look what he says. He says, I'm what? I'm a sinner. What is that? It's a confession. He knew enough from the Jewish religion that God is what? Holy. And we're what? Not holy. Even after we get saved, we still sin. Amen? Sin of omission, commission. So Peter understands that Jesus is God. Only God could be responsible. Jesus the Messiah is in my boat directing my life. He has authority and power in this story over nature. So Peter saw his sin compared to Jesus' holiness, and he drops to his knees. Next thing to write down. This is what Peter was saying. God loves humility. It's all about God. You see, Proverbs 22.4 says, Humility and the fear of the Lord bring wealth and honor and life. I want you to think about this for a moment, what you see Peter do. When you see that, remember in our story, at the beginning I asked you to be Peter, or I asked you ladies to be Petra. What would you have done in that boat, standing in front of Jesus and God? What would you have done? Pastor Mark taught today that humility is a vitally important attitude for us to live successfully as a Christ follower. Our life is all about God, not us. We were also reminded that humility and the fear of the Lord bring wealth, honor, and life. Not necessarily in the manner that the world thinks of those things, but God's version, which we will find to be far superior in the final analysis. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. 
To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. In our next study, we'll continue to look at the changes that Peter, Andrew, James, and John made to their lives as a result of making the decision to follow Jesus. We'll see that they went as far as beaching their boats, their primary source of income, to become disciples of Christ. While we may not have to go to that extreme in our own lives, we will be reminded that we need to be willing to do so if God requires it. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.